now. So, Paul, we're uh, still in Epiphany and we moved from last week's call of the disciples according to uh, John or um, the Gospel of John, Jesus' call of Nathaniel, which is very specific, very detailed. Uh, there's a lot of symbolism around it. Uh, this week, we've got the call of the disciples in Mark, Mark chapter 1, um, and it's alike to John in that Jesus is now in Galilee. In fact, Mark supplies the reason why he's there because John has been arrested but the call is a lot more simple and straightforward it's just see some fishermen tell them to follow and they drop their nets and their boats and they do so that's it then we're done so talk next week that's it it's we're finished yeah. <laughs> of course it's not that simple it, it look first of all the whole idea that we're talking about fishermen uh, I don't think it just happens that he's, he just happens to be at the Sea of Galilee and so there happens to be fishermen around. I think there's a, there's a political message in all of this. Um, first of all, uh, fishermen were in the worst place possible uh, in the economy, as far as we can understand, in this period of time. They were hanging it from all sides. The Romans were controlling the sea in one of the Gospels. I think is it Luke? It's called the Sea of Tiberias which tells you a huge amount about who believes they own the piece of, of the water there and what's underneath it. They have to pay exorbitant taxes. They have their their um, their stock, uh, their catch ripped off by the Romans to make uh, a fish sauce, you know, that the Romans were crazy about. Um, they had to pay license fees. It was an extraordinary time to be a, a fisherman. They kind of stood, I think, as emblems of everything that was wrong. They were at the at the sort of the the hard edge of it all. And so when Jesus calls fishermen, he's in a sense, I think, speaking to the whole uh, of the culture and saying, "This all is going to change because the kingdom of God has come near, and it comes so near that it's going to change the economy, and it's going to begin with people who fish." What do you think? Yeah, um, I I think it's interesting that the call is actually only verses 16 to 20, uh, if you look at the text, but Mark actually adds the mission or the purpose to which they're called, yeah. um, which is, of course, the time is now fulfilled, the kingdom of God is near, uh, believe in the good news. Um, so the fact that the lectionary devisers have added those two verses, um, I think is significant to how we respond to and handle this text. Um, but if I hear you clearly, you are saying that this is a specific call of fishermen. I mean, forget Peter, James, Zebedee and John. Uh, you're saying that Jesus has deliberately called a specific profession, not just whoever happened to be there on the day. Yeah, I think that's right. I think if you were to um, come out now for a campaign for fair wages, the people you would exemplify are those in the gig economy. Uh, who've got no conditions, uh, no union representation, all those sorts of things, you would say, look, if we can't get this right, then we're not going to get it right for anyone. So I do think that not the only reason, but I think that's one of the reasons why we need to know in Mark's gospel that we're talking about people who fish. Okay. Well, and in fact, if you go back to Luke and uh, the nativity story, I think it's very deliberate and specific that Jesus uh, 
birth is revealed by angels to shepherds. Yeah. Uh, again, I think that's deliberate and specific. Um, so it's not just like that, as simple as it seems, as simple and as straightforward. Um, yeah. Assumedly, Jesus would have had some reputation. They would have known that there's a new rabbi in the district, that, that his teaching is a bit different. Um, if we take your line that his teaching has something to say in the face of Rome, uh, you think uh, there is some prior knowledge and background going that Mark hasn't bothered to supply. Yeah, I think that may be true. I think, yeah, the way Mark has written, that's sort of seen as irrelevant information that we would think very relevant, but 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 perhaps not. What I do think is relevant is that he calls two sets of brothers. And that I don't think is a coincidence either. He didn't just happen to find two sets of brothers and that was just lucky. I think we're being told something there too, that that because you know, in the all the great stories. Brothers represent, if you like, mirrors to each other. They demonstrate different ways of responding and acting out of the same experience. So here's brothers um, with all the complexity of what it means to be human, all the splits and brokennesses of our humanity that brothers can represent. Um, they abandon the technology of their lives, which happen to be fishing nets uh, rather than social media, but they abandon the technology of their lives um, and they are, are ready for a completely new way of doing the world. Interesting. I think uh, my, my take on this, which I think is important, is that we have been far too literal uh, in our understanding of follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Yes. Um, I think Fishers of Men is meant to capture uh, a whole new value system, a whole new way of going about things. Um, it's not just so specifically that you are fishers, but now you'll fish for people um, and in some sense you'll catch them, uh, which is what about a lot of our evangelism has been. Yeah. I think that phrase when he says, I'll make you fishers now of people, uh, is meant to signal a whole new way of being, a whole new way of operating in the world. Um, leave the, the nets and the lake behind. Come and follow me and you'll discover a whole new way of life. Yeah, I agree with you. But I wonder if also, in, in, in addition to that, because I think what you're saying is really important, is that the idea that they're still going to be fishers, uh, and it's, it's a pretty problematic uh, metaphor if we want to take it, as you say, into evangelism because fish don't normally jump into the net voluntarily they're caught and you know that just has all sorts of problems if we sort of want to be literal with the metaphor but the idea that they were fishermen and they're still fishermen what maybe that speaks to the idea that what we're being called into is a kind of a deeper sense of who we already are you know if yeah who you are is related to what you do which it often is, and it certainly was back then, you know, a son would always do what his father did without question, um, That then they're being called maybe into a deeper way of being the ah. reality of who they are. A nice approach. So you, you, as you say, you'll still be fishermen, but you'll be truer and deeper and, uh, um, yeah, more honest in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, I think to me... One of the great things I would want to take out of this text, especially in Epiphany, uh, because the the theme of Epiphany is how God shows up. Um, I think one of the things I would want to take from this is, just like those early disciples, how privileged we are to share in what God is doing in the world. 
Um, God yeah. could go ahead and do that God's own way. Uh, it doesn't need to rely on people. Um, in fact, the church is a measure of grace because it's totally inadequate, but God's still willing to use it. Um, as a good friend of ours once said, the church is the rusty bucket that God uses to transport water. Yeah. Um, and for me, one of the things about this very simple text in Mark, straightforward to the point, is we are called to be a part of that mission. Uh, Jesus did not want to do it all on his own. He wanted to take people along with him, and and that's actually a privilege of grace uh, yeah. that he would bother to do that because he could have done it all on his own uh, should he have gone down that path. Well, could he? I mean, you know, the nature of the kingdom is... Uh... And all in John's gospel, anyways, an all-inclusive, universal experience of everything. Um, I don't know it. It could exist without it all being all of us being drawn up into it. But but I take your point. Um, can can I add just one more thing? Because we're near the end, and that I started to look up in the Old Testament the word uh, fish or fisherman, um, and and over and over again in the prophets, the fishermen were people called by God to, if you like, um, attack the rich or to critique the rich. Um, in Jeremiah and Amos, in Ezekiel and somewhere else, I think, um, there's all these references to, I'm going to bring these fishermen in and they're going to uh, uh, they're going to change everything. And so I wonder whether that, that there might have been something there for the, for the good Jewish reader um, to have, have thought about and to kind of contemplate as well this uh, kind of beginning of the new world the time literally is at hand it's come near what do you think yeah um plenty of possibilities in the text actually um maybe the fact that it's shorter and briefer and more succinct opens up uh, more possibilities than if it was detailed um mm. I, I do think we need to read this call story alongside the one that uh we read last week from John, and uh, we maybe need to do a compare and contrast between uh, these fishermen by the Sea of Galilee and Nathaniel under uh, the fig tree uh, in Nazareth. Um, yes. What is alike and what is different? Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then you could include the other calls as well, because they all do it and they all do it quite differently. So, yeah. All right. Well, we're over time. And uh well, that's it. And well, are you going to go fishing now, now that you're down at the beach? <laughs> well, I am at Beachport. So, uh, yes, it's right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See ya. <laughs>